Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of the FCRC Club Run podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Fran. And today is Tuesday the 24th of March 2020. Thank you for joining us for this week's show. We've got a jam-packed show for you this week. Stay tuned to hear from one of our mental health ambassadors, Hannah Hughes. Plus, our weekly training chat with Paula focuses on what we can and can't do following Boris Johnson's new restrictions that were announced on Monday night. Brian Wright is also joining us to talk about his business and how you can support local industry during this outbreak. Plus, our main interview this week is with a running legend, the one and only John Saunders. All that's to come on this week's Club Run. So then, Mike, how are you doing? Well, it's been a bit of a quiet week, hasn't it, Fran? Not really much going on in the world, is there? No, really quiet. Guess what we would have been doing tonight if our plans were normal plans and not coronavirus plans? Oh, but it would have been our chatty run tonight. It would have been our chatty run. It really would have done our captain's chatty run. So I reckon we should still just chat. <laughs> we won't do the running. We won't have all the runners with us. All the other ex-captains, but we can still do a captain's chatty chat. Well, hopefully everyone is listening to this while they're actually out for a run. Uh, yes. And it's sort of like a captain's chatty run anyway then, isn't it? Oh, indeed. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of it like that. Yep, they can whistle away the miles listening to us. For anyone that joins us for our first chatty run, uh, bearing in mind it is now March, you are probably going to see as many fireworks tonight as you did on our first <laughs> chatty run. That was a success. Great success. The <laughs> firework really hunting success. chatty run without <laughs> any fireworks. Brilliant. How's the school life situation going? Uh, well, as you've all seen on the media and probably know, because a lot of you have children that are of school age and are now no longer going to school, unless you're one of our amazing key and critical workers, in which case we are happily educating or entertaining I think is probably more the word your children but yeah schools changed yeah um probably bigger notices maybe for secondary schools I, I, I'm one of probably 200 teachers so with that kind of teaching body I'm only going to be in probably once a fortnight at the moment um and then I'm working from home I guess primary school teachers they're going to be in way more regularly because obviously there's less of them where the primary schools are smaller and actually they probably got more of the students or children that are having to go in where they are of an age they can't be left at home 10s and 11s year 10s and 11s can be left at home year fives and sixes or that lot and younger can't really so yeah big changes um but yeah just dealing with it because it's what we've got to do I guess um how about you how's the life how's working at home because that's something really new to me so if you've got any tips uh, that'd be amazing <laughs> uh, well I would give you tips but any tips that I would have normally given you they seem to have gone out the window this week <laughs> normally when I work from home um if Laura is at home with the kids then it, I will normally be shut away in the office um sort of trying to sort of get my head down and chat to clients as often as I can but it's all changed this week Fran I had a conference call earlier today where I, the, the opening line of the call was me saying I do apologise if you can hear my three-year-old that's currently sat on my lap watching uh, CBeebies on my iPad in the background. <laughs> Perfectly normal, I'm sure, for the client. <laughs> but the thing is, that's it. This, is, I mean, we said it last week. This is the new norm. That yeah. normally that there was a time when that would have been totally unprofessional. You don't do it. Whereas now we've all been thrown. Those of us with ch with with children have now been thrown into this situation where we're 
um, we're, we're workers, we're, we're parents, and we're and we're teachers as well to, to to some extent. And you know, it's you know, especially I mean, we've got as you know, a lot of the guys from club will probably know we've got a five month old baby at home. So it, you know, there's mm. no way that I can leave Laura to to look after two kiddies five days a week on her own. Nor would I want to. So it just means that we make the best of it. One minute I'm messaging someone at, uh, either at work or or at club to start a meaningful conversation about something important the next minute i can't reply because i'm a bus driver <laughs> please <laughs> i can just imagine the scene i hope um evie gave you a, a hat to put on your head as a good old not that they wear them anymore but in my head they should still <laughs> but she i can did. just imagine the scene and tomorrow we're, we're being pirates oh perfect um do you know what though i think um and this is only my humble opinion um and i don't have children that i'm having to try and and you said educate but i i I think i think i just want to say to parents for me personally as a teacher and this is just my opinion don't get hung up on the educating they're not going to fall behind and ali hodgson one of our lovely members wrote a great facebook post about saying that we're not going to school and educating those that are still in school we are giving them activities and things to do and looking after them we are not trying to make their days a school day um don't worry about educating. Let the children have fun, I think. We've got such a good podcast lined up this week, haven't we? Loads of fantastic we people. Have. We really have. Um, and I think we want some um, audience participation for next week's episode, I believe. Yes, we are. You, you'll see uh, as we go through today's podcast, we're introducing a few features that you're going to hear every other week just to keep it, keep it fresh and make sure you're not listening to the same thing every week. Unfortunately, you do have to listen to Fran and I every week, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so we would like, uh, we can't really do listener letters if it's a podcast. So listener voicemails. Um, for those of you that are tech savvy enough to have Skype on your laptop or your mobile, please search for Ferrum Crusaders inside the app. Look for our lovely red and white logo. And we would love you to send us a voicemail that we can play on the show in two weeks time uh, and uh, comment suitably. Uh, I think Uh, Speaking personally, I would like to know um, the best tips for being an authentic uh, bus driver. uh, And uh... (laughs) Maybe you've got a question for us um, that you want to know. It could be about running, probably as this is a running podcast, but equally it could be not about running. um, And we will do our best to answer them. And hopefully you'll be looking forward to hearing some different people other than Mike and I and our uh, guests that we're getting on. And thank you so much to everyone for all your lovely feedback last week. It, we've, we've been so chuffed that the people that yeah. listen to it have enjoyed it. And you've really spurred us on to, to want to do this throughout the whole of uh, whatever the next few months has to hold. Definitely. It's, yeah. yeah thank you. Should we get on with this week's show? <laughs> yeah, I think we probably should quite quickly. Move Here's it. some music. Hang on. <laughs> now we've got the lovely Hannah joining us to talk about all things mental health. Hannah how are you? Hello I'm very good thank you how are you guys? Yeah well thank you yeah good so um, you are one of our mental health uh, champions or ambassadors have I got the right term? Yeah Um, along with um, uh, Louise and Amanda and Trevor Um, and we're just wondering if you might be able to tell us all a bit more about your roles and how you became um, a mental health ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. So it is part of the kind of England athletics kind of campaign. And basically, they really want to get 
you know, people talking about mental health and um, they kind of really want us to identify the benefits that running has on your mental health. So we kind of um, enlisted as uh, mental health champions and our aim is basically just to be ambassadors for mental health, to be somebody to talk to if you are struggling at club, but also to organise run and talk events which we tend to do about two, three times a year, which are basically really relaxed club runs with the aim of encouraging people to get to know each other, reducing the pressure of running, but also showing the benefits that it can have. So it's a really great thing to be a part of, really. It's great. I think at one point or another, everyone at the club has taken part in one of the run and talk events. And the amount of positive feedback that they get is is so lovely to hear isn't it and it's such I think you know I moved to, down to Hampshire really not knowing very many people at all and it's kind of given me the opportunity to get to meet so many new people who've really you know become like a family so I think it's a really nice way to meet people into the different speed groups and everything like that so yeah it's been really good uh, they're definitely really popular um, and like you said it's such a great way to get to talk to different people and actually because you're not trying to do a speed session or run up a hill or whatever generally club nights are um, if you're doing a more of a, a definite session you can actually talk properly to somebody uh, that you wouldn't necessarily normally talk to as you said yeah absolutely yeah it's, it's a really great you know thing to be a part of and we really just want to kind of try to make uh, people's mental health better and kind of the benefits that running can have on it it's, it's really really nice thing to be a part of you guys are there if, if people just need to reach out and, and have a chat uh, in between uh, those sessions aren't you absolutely you know kind of we try to put kind of fairly regular posts on Facebook so people know who we are but all four of us are really really friendly we're all approachable I think you know we've all got experience of mental health either suffering it from ourselves or you know Trevor works um, in that field so you know we really just want to kind of break down that barrier and get people talking and you know identify that it's okay not to be okay and that if we can help in any way at all even if it's just having a chat or meeting for a coffee you know we're all really happy to do that and you know hopefully that will kind of help overcome some difficulties if people are going through that. And I know I speak for Fran and I when I say that we're, we're so genuinely happy that get you, got, you guys are going to be joining us uh, every uh, every fortnight for a regular slot on the podcast aren't you between yeah. uh, take it in turns? Yeah definitely. The next few months are going to be they're going to be challenging for all of us aren't they? I think they really are like I think a lot of Men, well firstly everyone has mental health and that's I think something that people don't understand everybody has got a brain and everybody has got um you know a healthy brain or a not so healthy brain a happy brain or not so happy brain at that moment in time and I think a lot of people think oh mental health and they just immediately think kind of if you've got a mental health condition but actually I think especially at the moment in time you know with so much uncertainty so much change I think it's really important to identify that probably all of us are going to have to be aware of our own mental health and actually make conscious efforts to improve our mental health and actually just to keep ourselves feeling happy and healthy I think you know so much of having positive and good mental health is routine and consistency mm. and I think a lot of us as runners rely on that quite heavily and you know it's all changing you know jobs are changing whether it's you know in you know where you're working whether you are working at all you know there's uncertainty about pay you know it, it's everything's up in the air and I think it's so so important at this moment in time that we you know, acknowledge our own mental health and actually do what we can to really improve it, if at all possible. Um, I think you're absolutely spot on. We're all going to have to keep an eye on our own and each other's because there's no doubt it's going to be affected, even if it's just a little blip from day to day. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's yesterday. the thing, you know, 
everyone has good days and everyone has bad days and that's completely okay and actually we've all got our own coping mechanisms to be like oh I had a bad day at work today I'm gonna have a glass of wine or I you know I had a bad day I'm gonna go for a run you know but and that is a coping mechanism but we're just gonna might have to you know our coping mechanisms might have to change a little bit because of how everything is evolving and at the speed it's evolving as well yeah Um, exactly we had um, we had a chat before we started recording about about how sort of every time we're, we're going to be chatting to you guys is that we'd like to see if we can sort of not theme it as such but at least sort of cover maybe perhaps a different a different area every time we chat just so we you know we, we cover as much as we can but we thought it was really important this time that probably for a lot of people myself included that the first big shock of um, of everything that's happening at the moment was was probably mother's day for a lot of people yeah absolutely i think you know it's a really poignant day and i think it's it's so difficult because so many people kind of want to go and see their mums and obviously there's mums who are no longer with us and it can be really really difficult but I think you know one thing I think one thing I've really noticed about this whole lockdown situation and it and I won't lie you know I have kind of there have been days where I really struggled but the most important thing I've kind of noticed is focusing on actually what really matters and actually I'm you know I'm very fortunate my mum's still around although she's in Devon so she's a very long way away I phone my mum every day and actually I never did that ever like even at university and I think that although it's kind of horrible that I you know I just want to go and give her a hug <laughs> and like I couldn't go and give her some flowers or whatever it was on Mother's Day actually you know, that communication and that constant conversation is really, really important. You know, we've both signed up to Gareth Malone's home chorus. I don't know if we know what it is, some online choir thing. And we're going to be doing... That sounds brilliant, Hannah. It's hilarious. I can't wait. I, me and my mum are going to choir together. So that's... So we're both going to do that. And kind of, you know, there are so many brilliant apps out there at the moment. House parties are one of them. And also Skype and all these different ones. So, you know trying to, I know it's, it's obviously hard not being with our loved ones and we can't see them you can still be with them at the same time and actually it has shown me the importance of communication which I probably didn't acknowledge before to be honest I think Jim hit it on the head earlier didn't he when he was talking on his uh, on his uh, pretty incredible live stream in the Facebook group uh, just uh, about an hour ago that um, how how things this would have been so different if this had happened 15 years ago can you imagine see i i don't know how you'd cope i can remember when skype which we're using to record at the moment first came out and that was revolutionary that you could actually see somebody while you were talking let alone the fact that you know you could have free text messages and now we can do all of this for free and i think um, i had a great fun yesterday with mum dad uh, my sister and my nephews even my brother-in-law joined in uh, all video chatting together and as much as yeah it was really hard like we've all acknowledged not seeing your mum on the day especially when we're so lucky that we still have our mums um, yeah. but actually it was just having that something different and finding a different way to get at what you need if that makes sense thank you so much <laughs> Hannah for giving up your time it's yeah, thank you that was um, a pleasure. it'd be how can the how can if club members are, are listening to this and, and you know, they're thinking do you know what I could really do with having a chat to one of the mental health ambassadors. Can you just remind us who they are and, and how we can get in contact with you? Yeah, so there's me, who's Hannah. I'm short, brown hair and rather over-enthusiastic. I'm also on Facebook <laughs> as Hannah Hughes. Um, there's Lou, who is probably the brightly brightest coloured member of Fair and Crusaders. Yeah. I can't, and I think she's currently got kind of gingery hair, but it varies on a daily basis. So she's always fantastic leggings. Amanda also has fantastic leggings as well, they're, but they're both solid legging wearers and brown hair. And then there's also Trevor, who always has a cap on. Um, but yeah, we're all, you know, we're always around and about. There's 
several posts on Facebook from us. Um, and yeah, just please do get in touch. There's not, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, we're all really, really friendly and we're here to help basically. So, and we'll, we'll, uh, for anyone that's um, listening to this after um, following a link from the Facebook post that we'll put in the group when this podcast goes live, we'll, we'll make sure we tag all of you as well. Oh, yes. Like, that'd be great. Thank you. No, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. No, pleasure. Thank you, Hannah. You're very welcome. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks, care. Hannah. Bye. Bye. So it's the time on our podcast where we bring our lovely Paula to talk about training and all things that we can be doing during this time um, with our running and our training. Paula, how are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad, mate. It's um, been a very interesting day. Lots of developments, lots of change, as usual, as it seems to be every single day at the moment. Yeah. Wow. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Um, yeah, we've just been chatting, haven't we? And we were talking about the changes that potentially we're now going to have to make with the government's latest um, announcements, quite important announcements probably quite necessary announcements and the impact that they're going to have maybe on our running and our training over the coming weeks yeah so um, Mike you've got a copy haven't you of the exact wording that we were given um, by the government or by um, our Prime Minister Boris Johnson at 8 30 today can you just yes remind us what that said you should only leave the house for one of four reasons uh shopping medical needs and traveling to and from work are three of them the one we are probably more interested in for this podcast is the one that says one form of exercise a day key there is the word one one form of exercise a day for example a run walk or cycle alone or with members of your household only these reasons are exceptions. Even when doing these activities, you should be minimising time spent outside of the home and ensuring you are two metres apart from anyone outside of your household. Yeah, so I think like, the main key points of that, obviously, isn't it? It's the one form of exercise so for us mainly that's going to be the running and the fact that we should really minimise our time outside. Um we originally wanted to give you um, different sessions um, on the Tuesdays, but due to the current guidelines, we feel like it's important that you just get outside, get the stress relief that you need from the craziness that is happening within the world and get back home. That's got to be your priority at the moment, um, making sure that you stay away from other people that two metres apart um, is really, really important in regards to our social distancing. Um Really, we your a... routes be straight from your front door um, and then back to your front door as quickly as you can. We, we had a really long chat here about how we were going to approach this, didn't we, Paula? Because it's yeah. things like minimising time spent outside of the home is, is so up, open to interpretation. And a lot of this is going to have to come down to common sense and just making sure we're doing our bit for, for the country, isn't it? Yeah, and I think Jim made a really good point earlier about listening to our body. Uh, we need to be taking it easy. We need to be protecting our immune system so that we are protecting our NHS. We don't want to be getting ill and then having to use our NHS system unnecessarily when it needs to potentially go to somebody else who's more vulnerable than us. So we really just need to listen to our body. 
um, get out, but get back as quick as we can. And that means not traveling to places to then go for a run away from people. That means stepping outside your front door, choosing a route, planning a route in advance that avoids other people, minimizing it. And that might be the time of day that you choose to do it. So you're less likely to see others, but just getting back as soon as you can. It also means keeping as safe as you can as well. So, you know, if you are planning a route, um, by, you know, make sure you you are still in a position where you would class yourself to be safe. Um, but also no dawdling, you know, start and stop at your front door. Do not take stop halfway around your run to take a million selfies and, and upload something to go on Facebook or Instagram. You know, that all of those apps will exist after this. This is it's, it's a lot more important than all of that. It's bigger than us. And I think in, in regards to the staying safe, it's really important that people still take their mobile phones if they're running solo. Obviously, you should only be running with people who you're already living with. Um, and then stuff like your park run wristband that we've pretty much all of us have got, take that information with you because it's got your telephone number and your ICE. So if you, there is an emergency and you need support, then your contact details are on you. I also like Jim's comment actually earlier about saying with worst comes the worst because some of us do live on our own or whatever actually put it in we've got a daily chat thread going on put it in there I'm going out for a run even if no one responds it it's in there logged when you come back actually I'm back from a run everybody knows you're safe if that's the way you can feel safe because that's somebody knows you're in and out um, then definitely use that it's there every day so please use it for your safety as well as having your mobile phone on you and like you said the ice at your park round bands a really good idea too yeah, yeah, we definitely. just yeah, we, we've got to stay safe and um, keep others safe as well. You know, we've got our sense of community has got to be huge now. So not just within our running community, but the bigger, wider world outside our door. And as much as as a coach, I would love to be giving structured sessions out. I've got one even written in front of me now, but I just feel as a duty of care that it's not priority right now. Um, and just making sure that everyone is safe and doing that minimum that like getting outside and getting back is more important than structuring your session and as um, Jim said you know we should be looking to maintain fitness we're not looking to improve you at the moment um, so they are on hold at the moment guys but you know bigger picture we're looking after each other more but there's loads of things you could be doing instead yeah definitely I mean I think uh, talking so many people did Joe Wicks's PE session even if you didn't 800,000 it's showing at the moment like a hundred thousand that's a phenomenal amount i think he was quite scared if you're watching it live he was a bit overwhelmed himself um he was for him he was quite bumbling um it must have been daunting seeing those figures keep on popping up and more and more people and from different places all around the world um he just wanted to do a bit of a hit workout and then it just has gone viral which is brilliant <laughs> um but so many online free things that are happening now that we can just use to still keep ourselves active and just going outside in the garden and playing with the kids. It's just getting that fresh air. It doesn't have to be a load of step counts. That's not important now. It's just getting a bit of release from everything else that's going on in the world. And I think with our new show some support uh, for our local businesses that we started this week, this podcast, um, Paul, I think you probably can mention your local business that you work with, uh, with Phil and so forth, and what you're starting this Wednesday. 
Um, yeah, so on Wednesday, so tomorrow, um, Peak Health Coaching. And myself, Lisa and Phil, we're local coaches. Um, Lisa and Phil are um, Stoppington Green coaches. Um, and we do um, coaching, online services and such like. But one of the things we do is a strength and conditioning class. And well, we did previously run that on a Wednesday night. Um, Lisa ran hers during the uh, Wednesday day. Um, and Phil um, is going to every Wednesday for free and via our Peak Health Coaching page uh, at six o'clock deliver you a session. So it's going to be a body weight session. So no equipment is needed, but it's going to be um, getting you guys moving. The um, movements aren't going to be too complicated. So they're going to be for a range of abilities. Um, but we wanted to kind of keep you strong as much as we could from faces that you recognize you know it's all well and good joe wicks it's nice to see you on a big celebrity from youtube but hey you may be a local face is something that you need more um so as it's facebook live you can watch that later if you can't get on at um, six o'clock and um, phil will be on from 10 to 6 to answer any questions before the session starts so i'll be there involved uh, joining along like I normally do as my class will tell you I love to shout at people and get involved so I will be doing the same on tomorrow night doesn't sound like you at all as we established last week when we got you shouting at people <laughs> yeah well that was just out of the blue I didn't know what to say for that cheers land that one on me <laughs> again the same if you want more positive go 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 yeah I know I listened to that one back and then I just thought oh my lord just, yeah <laughs> Did not know what to say for that one. Thanks for Stitch Up last week. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? That is kind of it. it. That's what we were going to say, really. So um, just stay, yeah, stay, stay, stay safe, guys. Stay away from each other. Get back as soon as you can. One form of exercise. And as we are runners, you know, we promote that it is running for you. <laughs> but obviously that dog walk or that bike um, might be what you need as well. So um, get that mental... Um, release from all the stresses that are around you and do get outside however you need to can you join us next week Paula to tell us the same thing please <laughs> yeah do you know what we might just need to read out the guidelines because it'll be changed again and then you know it might be that we've got to do stuff in our garden and then we'll have to get super creative or we might have somebody in our own club who's done a, ma uh, a marathon on a balcony or the equivalent, you know. I mean, I'm not saying we should encourage anyone to run that far, but you just never know what other craziness is happening. I think um, that's originally started because someone in China did it around their yeah. lounge. Um, I think so. You started it first and then, yeah, someone thought it was a better idea to do it on a balcony. I guess it's outside, yeah. so well done. But, yeah, no, thank Obviously you. Obviously, we're not advocating away. running a marathon by the way obviously remember in mind we just talked about not running that long or that far but there we go and i've talked about it yeah it's too many tight corners but at least you've got a ready food supply just there as you run past your kitchen over and over but oh, hey pies. oh god <laughs> thank you very thank much you. for your time thanks tonight, for being as ever take care see you, bye. Wednesday. And you guys stay safe see ya bye, bye. Uh, right, so we have a new fortnightly feature that we'd like to introduce to you now. Um, we are aware that lots of our club members are owners of their own businesses uh, or have family members that are running their own businesses and equally are obviously aware of the pressure uh, that the current pandemic is putting on uh, small businesses, especially now that we know that we need to stay at home unless it's a real need to go out. 
Um, so we want to be able to use our running community to support and show some support uh, to our owners of local and small businesses. Um, and we're going to start this on a fortnightly feature. Um, and we are hoping uh, that some of you will want to use this as a chance to tell us what your business is about um, and so that we can help and support you over the coming weeks and months. Uh, and we'll tell you a bit more at the end of this um, about how you can let us know about your business. Um, and I'm going to let Mike introduce who we've got tonight. We have, we're very lucky to be joined tonight by uh, someone that will be well known to many people at the club. Hi, Brian Wright. How are you? Hello, I'm very well. Thank you very much for inviting me along. No, we're so grateful Pleasure. you could join us. Pleasure. Um, so I guess, but for those people that don't know you, Brian, maybe we should first off uh, ask you to tell us uh, who you are, sort of maybe maybe what, what you enjoy doing with your running. So what, what, what's, what's Brian doing when he's out with his trainers on? Well, he, did when he, he runs a lot. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been with the running club for 10 years now. Um, I was captain with Jerry um, a few years back, um, and that was a great honour. And then um, I, I just basically run marathons, really. I love running marathons, trying to do all the majors. Um, unfortunately, that's all gone a bit uh, pear-shaped this year. Um, but, yeah, just, just love running um, and love being a member of this club, really. I, I'm, I'm sure you won't mind me saying, Brian, but we, me and you had a chat uh, about fortnight ago didn't we when when this was all building up to COVID-19 uh, sort of like inevitably cancelling London and we did we did chat Brian um, is in the form of his life at the moment and he has been for a couple of years in terms of the, the speed he's got um, he's easily easily would have been smashing sub three and probably sub 255 which I think was your goal wasn't it for London yeah I was I was going for 255 so I seem to put a curse on things don't I I'd, uh, oh. yeah what happened <laughs> last year um, last year um, I know it was two year, years ago, wasn't it? It was two years ago that was it was a bit wrong. I did Boston and it was the coldest one ever. And then that was on the Monday, then flew back to England, did the London on the Sunday, and that was the hottest one ever. Gosh, yeah, you had the two extremes, didn't you? I did, yes. Yes. Twenty six miles into a rain driven headwind. Yes. It, well, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> Which was worse, the cold or the heat, or were they just both so different that they were just equally as bad as each other? No, I'd say the cold and wet one, the Boston was was worst. The heat, you can just sort of slow down a bit, but it's just horrible being that cold and the rain just sort of hurting you, really. The things we do for fun, eh? <laughs> oh, no, no. So, uh, Brian, tell us all about what you do for a living when you are not out there running and pounding the streets, training for sub threes. What what does Brian do during the day? Um, well, I run my own business. It's been going 17 years, right choice catering. Um, started off. Um, just just me really and then uh, worked it up and took on staff took on a unit and over the years just built it up and up and up so we looked after weddings um, parties conferences events um, you name it we do it hold roasts paellas sit down meals buffets um, and then come last uh, last Monday night it was all all gone basically because we weren't allowed to get together anymore um, yeah wow yeah, so it, it was a bit of a shock. It was literally this time last week I was sat here scratching my head thinking, ah, what am I going to do? Everything's just cancelled. I've got nothing in my diary. All these weddings are moving to later in the year or next year. I, I just don't know what to do. I, <laughs> so and you, it, it, was, it was a weird one, yeah. And as you said, you've obviously got staff, you've got overhead costs of running a business, let alone obviously supporting yourself and your own family with it being your your job so what did you, what was your first 
thoughts in terms of how do I step forward? How what's the first step? To how do I get out of this or move forward with this? Yeah, well, the the, the first thought was you know the staff really because they're they're not just staff they're my they're my friends as well and sort of my working yeah. family and I, I couldn't sort of let them down um and also I just didn't want to let down what I've spent so long working towards I just didn't want to let it all go which is is what would have happened I think um so I thought a long time ago many years about doing sort of ready meals and delivered them to people but never never got around to it because fortunately I was busy enough doing other mm. things and mm. then um it was it was Paula from the running club that actually phoned me on on the Saturday morning when things were starting to go a bit wrong, and um, she said, "Why don't you do some some ready meals?" And I thought, mm, it's something I thought about, but will it work? But I think that was the kick up the backside that I needed to actually think, let's try it. If you don't try it, you're never going to know. That's always my theory, to be honest. If someone wants to try yeah. something, give it a go. You've got not a lot to lose, really. So Definitely. I, I bought some little foil foil boxes and said to the guys, right, we're going to fill these with some nice tasty meals, pop them in the oven, uh, pop them in the freezer so people can pop them in the oven. Um, and then they've got a meal. So either if they're, if they're busy looking after us, like for the NHS and all the delivery drivers, they've got a nice wholesome meal for when they come home. Um, or if you've got elderly people or like us all now, actually, we're all going to be isolated and can't get out so we can deliver the, the, the meals to you. And Definitely. the feedback on Facebook has been incredible, hasn't it? It has, yeah. I, I put the first one out there was just to see if people would be interested, and it was tens of thousands of not ten, yes, tens of thousands of people, you know, liked it and shared it and, and what have you. It was it was incredible. I, I couldn't couldn't believe it. I was a bit overwhelmed. So that that gave me the kick as well to to do something. But then I had the problem about I can cook all this stuff. That's what I do. But how am I going to get it out there? And then. Uh, while I was scratching my head on that one, uh, Mike Gilmore gave me a call and said, have you thought about doing Deliveroo? And I thought, mm, they won't come out to where we cook the stuff because it's out in the middle of nowhere. And then he said, what about a, an online shop? And I said, well, I wouldn't have a clue how to set that up. And he spent a few days putting it together for me. And it is superb. And I can't thank the man enough. He's quite helpful, um, really, isn't he? He's very helpful. He's just so, <laughs> so talented technically. Um, it's, well, and otherwise, I'm sure. But, yeah, he just saved, saved my day there. And he's, he's now given me the outlet for, for all these meals. And it's, it's working well. Mate, it was an absolute pleasure to help you. And it's I knew my geeky tech <laughs> sadness would come in useful one day. Yeah, it, it, just, it did save the day. It gave me somewhere to, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I love it. And it's, yeah, and it's working. People are ordering. We've had um, 30... 30 orders so far in three days so i'm just overwhelmed by it yeah overwhelmed by it it was quite funny friend brian was sending me all these pictures so that i could upload them to the website and i'm I'm looking at them going that looks nice oh that looks nice i was like laura you need to come in and see this we're gonna we're, we're gonna be ordering a lot of meals i was gonna say i've already looked and they definitely look really uh tasty and you're even catering for those people that are now what I, well, I shouldn't call myself a fussy eater because obviously some people can help it. But I feel like I'm a fussy eater because my dietary requirements are a bit more specific. And you've even got meals on there that I can eat. So, yeah, yeah it's fantastic. They look good. Do something for everyone. So there's, there's dairy-free options, gluten-free options, and all of the vegetarian stuff is all um, vegan as well. So I was just trying to tick, tick all boxes. Someone actually asked me this evening on, on Facebook, do I do curries? And I, and I said, no, I don't, because I just wanted to do something that other takeaways aren't doing. Um, whereas we can get, obviously, curries by, by experts, and, but we can do nice 
home cooked English food by uh, by our own experts. And I think that's that's the key, isn't it? When you're feeling low or fed up or whatever, and these are all feelings we're going through at the moment, nothing makes you feel better than a really nice home cooked British meal. I mean, it makes me think of mum's cooking and whatever. And that's the kind of feelings we all need at the moment. I looked at those and I thought, oh, sausage hot pot or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of food I want at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, tomorrow we're going to make some bread and butter pudding. So in the next couple of days, that's going to be added to the, the website as well. It's a bit like that that people love, isn't it? Amazing. And, and after after tonight's announcement, Brian, it, I think we got it up and running just in time for what feels like it's going to be a really challenging few weeks for people, especially wanting to avoid going to the supermarket. Yeah, definitely. It's, to be honest, I'm I'm glad to be able to help people, but I'm also glad that people are helping me to keep my business and my staff, you know, running. So I, it's, I'm totally overwhelmed by the support and thank you to everyone. And there's also um, Pete, Pete Barty from the Running Club. He's organised a virtual dinner party this Saturday. And um, so he's invited lots of lots of running friends and what have you. And we're, they're all going to have dinner in their own houses and share it via Facebook. And I'm going to go around and deliver all the dinners um, during the afternoon. So all they've got to do is just pop it in the oven. The starter and the dessert will all be cold. Um, and that sounds like a, an amazing idea, which I shall publicise once this Saturday's happened. Uh, oh, there's gonna, hopefully you're going to have so many people from the club that want to go and see your web store. So um, perhaps um, as soon as we post this to the Facebook group, uh, maybe you could uh, put a, a note in the comments so that people can sort of find your Facebook page and a link to the web store as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. Right. So there we go. Our first business for show Let's... some support. Um, thank you, Brian, for joining us tonight. Um, I'm hoping it sounds really positive already, but this will just give you even more people coming along and ordering some meal, meals and keeping you busy over the next few weeks and months. Um, and if you would like your business promoted, um, please, 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 can you DM me, so Fran Bennett on Facebook, um, and let me know a bit more about your business. Um, and then hopefully we can get you chatting to Mike and I uh, like we have with Brian tonight today. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian. And good luck with everything over the next me. few weeks. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Brian. Take care. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Fran, I don't know about you, but uh, I think it's time for my favourite part of the show. Oh, yes. I'm ready for it. What have we got? Bill Chamberlain. Evening. How are you? I'm on lockdown. The only person that's allowed out is Amanda. <laughs> is that specific orders to your house, is it? Yeah. Yeah, she's got an exemption. How are you finding working from home? Because I'm assuming you don't have to go into the office. No. Um, yeah, it's all right. I think it's more my colleagues that are struggling with it because they're normally in London most days. So it's more of a kind of adjustment for them. So I kind of work from home quite a lot anyway. So it's not too bad for me. Well, with that in mind, this week's question, mm-hmm. it's almost made for you, Phil, I think. Mm-hmm. Fran, Fran, yeah. has, uh, Fran is going to ask you this. And, and I, I think uh, we're, we're ready for your insight that, that the whole club is on tenderhooks. Go for it. OK, so COVID-19 continues to change our lives in the most truly unexpected ways. This week, it was announced that the tech giants Netflix, Amazon and YouTube will all be limiting its European customers to standard definition streams for the next month. 
in an attempt to limit the pressure currently being placed on our internet service providers. The perfect storm of everyone working from home and a nation of children streaming PJ masks all day long has seen a colossal spike in daytime usage. BT has announced that traffic across their network has increased by 60%. Phil, impossibly the best ever coincidental timing in the history of everything, Disney Plus launches its streaming service here in the UK today, Tuesday, the day this podcast is released. Mickey Mouse, Star Wars, The Simpsons and Marvel are now available on demand. But what our listeners really want to hear is your personal viewing recommendation to help us through these long days. If you had to give us just one thing to watch this week, what would it be? I don't watch TV, so... <laughs> Thanks, Phil! Thanks, Phil. <laughs> See ya. Our final guest this evening is someone that has just celebrated a very big milestone birthday and is well known throughout the club as being friendly, supportive and a bit a bit of a running legend, to be honest. Hello, Mr. John Saunders. Uh, hello, I match every adjective of that description. <laughs> 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 How are you, sir? I'm, I'm good. We're, both Ben and I are good. Um, we're, we're really enjoying self-isolation. Um, I have to go out for a long run every day, uh, but apart from that, we're we're great. Uh, we're going for a walk as well, but we've just been told by Boris we can only do one exercise a day. Yeah, we probably should explain to everyone that we're we're recording um, this interview with John literally about ten minutes after Boris has just finished his announcement. So, I think we're all still uh, sort of taking it all in, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So we're 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 thinking that through. Uh, we'll find a way around it. Um, we can still get out, and luckily it's not total lockdown, so it's pretty yes. good. Yeah, is your garden big enough to start doing laps in, John? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I can convince Val to come out running with me yet. So uh-huh. we'll think about that. Anyway, we are lucky. I mean, there are people in our running club who work for the NHS, who work for schools, who do all sorts of stuff. And frankly, they're, they're up front and uh, we really do appreciate their efforts on their behalf. Definitely, definitely. So, John, tonight we are talking with you um, and finding a bit more out about you. And as uh, Mike alluded to, you had a recent big uh, milestone of a birthday. Um, yeah. When did you start running then? How far back are we going? Did you, did you pick How up the running training at the start? Probably about 65 years <gasps> when I ran them from junior school as a five year old. I mean, I'm, yeah, 70 years old now. 65 years I've been running, but not in a club or anything like that. I only joined a club, and that would be the Ferrum Crusaders, uh, about eight years ago. Oh, were you your first ever running club, John? Before that, I never, never participated in any sort of team running sports whatsoever. I used to play hockey and rugby and things like that, but never running. Wow. I used to run just to keep fit. So what did you used to do? Like, had when you when you started running on a, on a regular basis, what what type of things did, did you used to race? Was it just sort of literally just training on your own? How how did you get just the running bug? Training, just training on my own, just running a few laps 
in the evening when I was away from home or when I was at home uh, when we were based down in Cornwall I used to run into work when I, I was flying there um, and run back or run at lunchtime so if I didn't have the time to run in the morning um, yeah it was just trying to get five or six miles in a day three or four times a week just to keep fit that's all no no real pressure uh, to participate in any event or join a team or anything like that because I was quite busy at work at the time but then something must have triggered either a race or um, I don't know someone said come and join the club whatever it was what sort of got it to be a bit more of a serious enjoyment if that makes sense yeah yeah I've got you there friend well I uh, we're going back a long way now but back in 1978 I was on the very famous aircraft carrier HMS Ark Royal flying Gannets AEW Gannets and uh, which is a guppy like aeroplane with coaxially mounted uh, contra-rotating propellers the ugliest aeroplane in the world um, <laughs> but um, we were on a big cruise coming back for the last uh, homecoming of this big big aircraft carrier in 1978 and we went into Naples and they said you can do an eliminator for a you've got to run 15 miles non-stop and if you can do that you can run the Athens Marathon and I thought hey yeah I could probably do that so a good friend and I uh, ran this 15 mile eliminator in Naples and we decided we could run the Athens Marathon. And it's a big deal. The Daily Mirror had a big picture of us at Marathon, ready to run this race. And it was all run by the, or organized by the Greek Olympic Committee. And uh, it was uh, a big deal. Uh, and we all set off. Uh, I was uh, doing quite well. In fact, I was winning. Oh. We got to mile 20. And then I collapsed and I knew nothing about nutrition or the wall or anything. And that destroyed me for a long time. I couldn't I run. Um, I couldn't understand what went wrong. An ambulance picked me up and took me to the finish. And when I got there, I felt fine. I said, just take me back to where I was. At least I can finish. And they said, no, no, you can't do that. So the marathon for me was a big monkey on my back. Uh, as Val and my family would testify. And it put me off running for quite a long time because I felt pretty good. I just thought, well, this is easy. It's not a problem. Yeah, I can do this. But, you know, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And it wasn't until uh, I joined the club, really, because uh, I was only running five or six miles a day up until then and I joined the club and people started saying you've got to get a marathon done you've got to do a half marathon you've got to do a marathon and I thought no I don't need it and they said yeah and I think some people Mike and a few others recognize this is a monkey on my back and you've got to either get it out of your system or just try and put it behind you and they encouraged me to do the Bournemouth Marathon. In fact, my nephew signed me up to do it, getting me drunk on red wine in my back garden one afternoon. <laughs> Fantastic. And, uh, we did it. And I, uh, in fact, I beat them as well, which is a shame. 
Yes, John. I crossed that finishing line at Bournemouth for my first marathon. My first completed marathon. And we've got to say that is now some, what, 30 years later, 40 years later. Um, and I just stopped and broke down. I was in tears. And the first day people were coming across to me and said, no, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm fine. This is such an emotional journey for me. I just want to stay on this finishing line for a few minutes. Yeah. And just suck it all in. Um, and I then went on to do three Bournemouth, and then I joined a great crew with um, Catherine Barton, Jerry, Kirstein, uh, running because we had good for age times for London, uh, and we ran London for two years. Uh, and that was just an amazing experience. Brilliant. Um, and that's where I got my PB. And then in 2016, uh, I did the last London race with Catherine, Kirsty, Jerry, and a few others. And we all had the Good for Age start, the Green start, which is amazing. And I, I do remember we, you all turn up there about an hour before. If everyone does, every runner does, and the first thing you do is you want to go to the loo. And then you join the queue. And when you finish, you turn around and join the queue again. And I think we all went about three or four times before we started running. But when we started running, I was running with Catherine, who was training, was probably about my level, was not a bit quicker. And I was saying to her, what we've got to do is get someone to drag us on, don't do the work ourselves, look to someone running at our pace and stay with them. And if they want to find someone else. And that's what we were doing. And we going past Cutty Sark at the time. And I said to Catherine, we're doing 7.15. We will not finish if we carry on like this. And she immediately then went and overtook somebody. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Not listening. She, Catherine quite rightly wanted to beat me because the year before I just beat her, only just, because she had a stomach bug. So she wanted to beat me. And, and she did uh, by about 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, <laughs> I was so pleased with her. And it was a lovely race. And my wife and my brother and sister-in-law and my son were out there on the course. And my brother's brilliant at doing the maths. And my daughter in Ireland was tracking me and phoning me or texting my son to saying, he's here. Did, did. And they were and they managed to see me five times around the course. That's good going. I thought, time, I thought of book for the fifth time. I didn't see anybody. I was just locked into Big Ben, turn right, finish. But that was the last marathon I did, and it was such an emotional experience. That to get a PB, do so well, and finish. And Val said, that's it, stop. Because the training just brutal. And I do appreciate the kids or, or in our running club now who've just trained so hard for all their marathons to now be told that they can't do them. Uh, it's a real shock for, for them. And I do really feel sorry for them all. And I know they will find a way to recover and find a way to train up for marathons in October. And let's hope they are running October for those kids. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it's been tough, hasn't it? But, I mean, wow, what, what a set of experiences you've had from the real lows of a marathon 
um, to the real highs of the marathon. And there's such an emotional roller coaster of a race, any rate that distance. Um, so, wow. Um, so recently, though, um, you were supposed to be running. And again, unfortunately, this got cancelled, obviously, with the current circumstances, the Fleet Half. And it, you weren't just running it as John. You were running it in a, in a certain category, I believe. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I <laughs> fleet uh, half marathon was unfortunately cancelled for all the good reasons we all understand. But I was going to be running for the England Masters, and the England Masters is something that's run by Indian Athletics uh, for different age groups. And all you've got to do is qualify within a certain time in certain races to run as an England Master. And uh, my challenge was to run in Bournemouth in under one hour 40 for the half marathon and come in, come in the top four for my age group. So, um, yeah, I cracked that. And they came back to me and said, yeah, you've qualified for uh, 65 to 70. And then I thought, oh, heck, that race is actually going to be after my 70th birthday. So I'll be in a different age group. And I thought, well, maybe they've given all the 70-plus age group places away already. So I spoke to England Athletics, and he very kindly said, no, no, no problem. You are now over 70s age group for England Athletics. You're going to run for the England Masters, and you can get the England T-shirt. I thought, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't give it to me. I had to pay for it, 35 quid. And frankly, be a technical T-shirt. Well, it is technical, but it's it's not the greatest T-shirt. I I thought oh. it would be emblazoned with the Union Jack or the England flag or something, but it's it's pretty pretty nondescript to be honest. And also, it, it was thirty five quid. And they said, you can also buy some running shorts, England running shorts. I thought, no, no, <laughs> enough, enough. 35 quid for a top that's pretty rubbish. I'll, I'll do. But, you know, I was either hoping that Nike and people like that would be knocking at the door to sponsor me, but <laughs> it, it didn't happen. didn't happen. So They don't know what they're missing anyway. out on, John. They, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that, I am a great advert for the sport. You know, definitely good looking. I look 20 years younger than I am, and uh, I'm reasonably sober most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, John. This could this could be the um the platform you need. This podcast interview could be the platform that you need to to wake Nike up to what they're missing out on. Or Adidas, or Puma, or anybody, or Decathlon maybe. Yeah, maybe Decathlon. I'm a big, big purchaser of Decathlon training shoes at £25 a head. You told me about it. So here's your big plug, Decathlon. You know, I'm your man. Right, Neil Smith. I know Neil Smith will be listening to this. For those of you that don't know, Neil Smith runs our uh, FCRC Twitter account. Uh, Neil, can we make sure that we uh, tag Decathlon in this when we uh, when we tweet about it this week, please? We're, we're going to make this happen. You heard it here first, guys. I'm sure they're just tied up with all things COVID-19 and they're just waiting to be allowed out of the house again to come knocking on your door to be able to sign you up, John. I'm sure it's imminent. I'm sure it is, yeah, yeah. So we've got one final question for you, John. Uh, yeah. 
What would you still like to achieve in running? Uh, well, in life, I'd like to survive COVID-19. Uh, in running, I tell you what, I, I would like to carry on running at a standard whereby I can run with the club for as long as possible. That's lovely. There's no other goal. There is no other goal. There's lots of races, there's lots of stuff, but just to go up there on a Tuesday and a Thursday night and run with the club is is such a a, a lovely experience for me. Um, that that's it. So as long as I can still run with the club and not make a total fool of myself, um, I'm going to be there, and that's my goal. I love that. Definitely want you there, and we hope you're running with the club for as long as possible as well. Wouldn't be the same without you. Yeah, you might have to worry about my incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next captain's job, that. I'm sure. It's not us. <laughs> oh, oh, we're pads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Oh, well, there's an image to end on. <laughs> and on that, as Alan Partridge would say, on that bombshell. <laughs> John Saunders, thank you so much for giving up your evening and talking to us. It's been so thank lovely you, to chat to you. That's been brilliant. <laughs> thank you for organising this, guys. It's a it's a nice way of just keeping the whole community together and in contact and sharing memories. Oh, Definitely. oh well, we're glad much. you could join us. John, you keep okay. safe. You and your family look and, after each other. And, we and, were... and all of, and all of the, the, the running community. Yeah, please. Definitely. We'll chat soon. Take care, John. Take care. Bye. 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 Well, we've reached the end of episode two. Thank you all so much for listening to this week's Club Run podcast. Have you had fun, friend? Very much so. Um, I think you can probably tell it is a giggle. We've loved having the guests on that we've had tonight. So thank you very much to Hannah, to John, to Brian and to Paula. Um, and we look forward to starting to plan and talk to those uh, members of the club that we'll be having on next week's episode. Thank you also as well, obviously, to Phil. I'm looking forward to uh, listening to all of his recommendations on Disney Plus tomorrow. Um <laughs> In the meantime, don't forget you can get in contact with us. We would love you to send us a voicemail. Uh, We will be back in your ears next Tuesday with another podcast. And uh, please stay safe. Uh, Please run sensibly. And uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, look after yourselves. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.